The following 45 seconds contains offensive material. This is Unfiltered, episode 155, for August 20th, 2015. Fuck yeah, I'm videoing it. What the fuck? I think that might be a gas station or something. Fuck yeah, it's a gas station. Again to another edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you should not be watching. What a clip. My name is Chase, and my friend over there at the controls, working the knobs, Mr. Chris. Hey, hey there, buddy. Yeah, hey, heck, of a, heck of an intro, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to get more into that story, so if uh, you're not wow. quite sure what that was about, we'll tell you more later on in the episode. We have a lot to get into today. I'm really excited about today's episode. We're going to start out, as always, we got yep. some cyber to get into. We're going to do some Middle East updates, some cray-cray yep. stuff going on there. Yeah. And then we got some more 2016 stuff to get into, which uh, is nuts. And then I can't we're, gonna, we're just dialing it up more I know, and more I know, and I know, more I and more. And then I got, I, got a, I, got a, I got a quiz, an Ask Chase, at the end of the show, and we're going to see if you can crack it before the chat room does, okay? <laughs> that's good. So that's coming up at the end of the show. I'm really looking forward to that, too. Wow. So we got a really good uh, episode. How you doing today, buddy? You all right? Well... Uh, I can't say too much. Uh, I, I didn't. There wasn't a lot of time between the before I got here and telling it, but uh, we had another uh, big loss at the Como family today. No way. Yeah. What happened? Um, I can't announce it yet because it hasn't hit oh, the mainstream. Oh, okay. Don't say then. Yeah, but uh, that's so, sad. Though. So, someone that uh, I listened to on the radio, huh? a radio anchor, passed away. That's always sad. We're yeah, a it's friend. very sad, and, and it's everybody's weird. tight down there. Well, it's very tight, and and the other thing too is like I just helped this person out with a system issue uh, that they were having uh, just a few days ago, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, mm. but that other than that, you know, uh, treading through. Traffic, you know, the, the usual stuff. Well, Mr. Chase, uh, I, uh, you know, I want to also make a mention that we're on a Thursday instead of Wednesday. When uh, LinuxCon was wrapped up on Wednesday and there was a uh, there was an event we had to get down there for. You had to do a stream or something, right? We did. We yeah. did a uh, we did a kernel panel stream and a good do, a good uh, good kernel uh, panel or kernel panic. <laughs> <laughs> a kernel panel stream, yeah, yeah. and uh, we got some good highlights from, from that coming up in Friday's Linux action. I, show. I, I live Friday out on Sunday. I was hoping that you're going to bring Noah by the studio. I know I wanted I, to. I was very sad that you did. Yeah, we were but busy as crap. There's, there's a couple things like like a bunch of monkeys running around down there that what? I need to share with you. Oh, what? And by it? the way, remember everything that. I say is not indicative of my company. It's kind of a disclosure. Oh, no, you're that guy there. now. Great. I have to do that. Oh. Just in case. Oh. But that being said, I got to say this. What? First off, two things. First, Uh-oh. I found something that ran Linux, oh, that yeah. runs Linux, that we are using, and it's a very important part of the broadcast. Dog diggity dog. It runs an Ubuntu uh, you know, flavor. Oh, I bet Noah's ears are burning right now. But uh, it, it, you're going to love the second part. So it's a media server, actually. Uh, a lot of uh, content, obviously, with the media. Uh-huh. A lot of video clips that are stored. It runs Linux. Hey! Okay. That's how we, go. Uh, uh, but, that's how we roll. But here's the best part. You're going to love this. You're going to love this even what? more. The name of the system. The name of this over-encompassing storage system. Yes. Chat room. It's time to play Ask the Chat All right, Room. Let's, 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 let's do it. Chat room. What's a term that we say on this show more than a lot? And, you know, we always go back and forth, and I say, no, Chris, it's this. And Chris goes, no, it's oh, this. I already know what it is. I, I know, know, what I know you know what it is. I know you know, I know what it is. Oh, I just got it. it. I just got it. it. Now, Chris, keep an eye on the chat room All right. Here. Yeah, keep an eye on the chat room. I'll pull the crank. You'll pull the crank. All right, chat room. What is a name of something... 
That is the name of this media storage system. Something we, we go use. back and forth we on. We go back and forth on all the time. Do you mm. see it yet, Chris? So this is where this like the the tables have been turned. I, I am seeing one of them. I am seeing one of them. I think. I think it okay. is not called the John Cena. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Are you I, ready? All right. Go ahead. I'm and pull gonna pull it. Pull it. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, who do you got, Chris? Who do you got? I'm gonna give it to uh, Lin Yux in the uh, chat room. I'm gonna say ISIL. But I mean it. The system's called ISIS. It's called ISIS. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah right. That's what I mean. I think you mean Dash. Yes. <laughs> It's all over the documentation at work. Well, it's ISIS is yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. That's the worst thing. You know, when they decided to go with the ISIS branding, uh, oh. it, and you know what else? I mean, I, I'll never forgive them. I, my, my, my good, my, one of my favorite shows, Archer. Oh, I know. Had to take a hit. I know. Yeah, of course, it's kind of, kind of made, they make, they made the best of yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, I got to give them that. Yeah. All right, well, let's, while we're talking about, uh, we're talking about things like that, Chase, computer systems and whatnot, let's talk about cyber. Cyber. That's what we just, call, that's what we just call this segment now. Anybody wants to make us a cyber, 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 cyber? Make well, us, I mean, cyber. well, you know, some news organization is going to steal our cyber update because they've already stole our drone update. We need a, yeah, we need a cyber bump. So if somebody wants to make us one, in the meantime, yeah. you had to tell me you had to hear about this Ashley Madison hack. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. Fallout today from the hacking of the cheating website Ashley Madison. <laughs> Life is short. Have an affair. affair. Uh, See their motto there. Life's short. Have an affair. Yeah. Leak hey. revealing a large number now, of member accounts that are linked to government and military email addresses, apparently, including uh-huh. the White House yeah. and the State Department. Rich Edson looking into this this morning in Washington. So, on, Rich, Rich, who in the government has registered Rich, with Ashley Madison? <laughs> Good morning, Martha. And usually reports of cheating in Washington are so expected they go unnoticed, not when those potential cheaters are among the 32 million hackers say they've identified Hey-o. by breaking into Ashley Madison's data. A group calling itself Impact Team has dropped this information on on the dark web. It's a segment of the internet only available with a special browser. Ooh. Those with access are beginning to search the data. And- now, hold on. Actually, I, I want to stop right there. From a technical standpoint, Chris, what is this dark net yeah, and this w- special browser? we gotta, we got to break down the dark web, and uh, I want to bring on somebody who's clearly an expert to speak about this. <laughs> uh, and, and the mainstream media is really good about doing this, so let's go ahead and bring him on to the show now. Have called themselves Impact. You heard us talking about that. Their real identities yes. are hidden deep into the dark web. And that's where we are going now. There are three areas of the internet. You have the surface part. Think of it, think of it very much as oh. the classic iceberg. Okay. The surface right. part. Right. And where you have good old favorites, CNN, Wikipedia, Amazon, Twitter. I trust everything this man says right now. Google, everything that you might be familiar with. But it's estimated less than 5% of all information is in the surface web. Go one stage down <gasps> into the deep web. This is most of the net. It's not searchable with Google, but it's not necessarily nefarious. It's private. It's corporate. Database search engines can't get into the deep web. Information that's password protected, uh, even obviously uh, private networks. It's all... So there's all these different loose definitions of the deep web. Some people consider the deep web to be Tor. Some people consider the deep web to be any network that's private that is connected to the internet at one point, but then you can't get to it. So anything behind a NAT would be considered yeah, that makes sense web. to me. So, yeah. so Como's network would be considered the deep web. Absolutely. Jupiter Broadcasting LAN is the deep web. Makes sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not, it's not the deep web at all. First dark of all, web. first of all, dark yeah. web. Well, no, they're calling it the deep web. Well, I've also heard it called the. Look, I wait, know. But look at what's on the lower third. It says what's Ashley Madison third? data released on the dark, dark web. web, but it says deep web on his screen. I, I, this drives me crazy. What do you mean, Chris? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I had no right. idea. The rest of that experts clip is in the uh, supporter sync <laughs> if if you want to watch it. Uh, now here, actually, this story I actually didn't initially plan to run in the show this week because it just felt like sort of Fox News beating on the IRS. But I actually decided to put it in because I realized that this uh, we are kind of going back and retrofitting stories now. Uh, we're going back and and we're we're claiming things are breaches and hacks that are right. greater and worse yeah. than they were yeah. uh, afterwards. After we like we after we say they one thing, then a couple of months later we're changing the story. And so because that seems to be a trend that's picking up, I think it's worth watching this IRS story because I'm sure the new numbers are going to be referenced at some point as proof of how bad terror- cyber terrorism is. 
Well, Jenna, there's some new information, meanwhile, on that scandal at the IRS. It appears to be a scheme to steal identities, they say. The agency now claiming that cyber thieves accessed more than 330,000 taxpayer accounts in a security breach that was first reported in May. Now, that's more than double the number originally believed. Ouch. So what are the chances that are they, they have Are they adding in the keyboard yes. taps? I think so, or Jenna's typing. I'm not sure. That's hmm. annoying. A little bit. Yeah. Also, if I was a listener, I might think it's us. I, I glanced over and looked at your key. I was like, no, that's not him. <laughs> Rich Edson is following this developing story in Washington. Hi, Rich. Hi. Well, this is very likely adding yeah, to totally the nearly adding. $6 billion annual problem the IRS already has issuing refunds on bogus tax returns. In May, the IRS said it discovered criminals were using stolen personal information to log on to an IRS website and access a victim's prior year tax return. Criminals can use that data to file phony tax returns and receive improper refunds. But not just that. I mean, their ta- your tax forms have all kinds of personal information people can use oh, to steal your identity. Yeah. yeah, That's kind of a bad one. So do you have a Star Trek communicator badge noise? That's awesome. I love it. That's great. No, that's good. Maybe you're getting an update telling you that... Uh, the dark web is really the deep web? <laughs> no, that uh, General Dempsey thinks that uh, ISIS could take 20 years to fight. Maybe you were just getting that update right here, right Deadly now. Deadly battle against the Islamic State could take another 20 years. Yeah! What? That's the word from the Joint Chiefs Chairman, General Martin Dempsey, in an interview with a Danish news outlet. Dempsey's getting a little loose-lipped. He's on his way out. I'm not sure if he's trying to apply pressure to the situation, so that way we are forced into like putting boots on the ground, or if he really feels this is a 20-year fight. Either way, this is what I had to say. He says coalition forces can use multiple tactics to cripple the terrorist army. But the one thing that is imperative, they must convince young Arabs to reject extremism. Otherwise, General Dempsey says ISIS would just come back under a different name. The U.S. has already spent billions and billions of dollars and teamed up with allies to launch thousands of airstrikes against ISIS. But the group still controls large portions of Iraq and Syria. Now, that's a great map right there. So you can see you got uh, here's Iraq. Right. Uh, and you can kind of see how there's Syria's border right there. And if you just sliced off a bit of Syria and you sliced off a bit right there, heck, you'd have yourself a three-state nation real nice and clean. Mm, nice and clean. U.S. Marine Corps Harrier Jets joined the air campaign this week, launching their first bombing runs from the USS Essex Navy assault ship in the Persian Gulf. Meantime, Syrian state-run media and activists there report ISIS militants have beheaded one of Syria's top archaeologists in an ancient town of Palmyra. They report that the terrorists then hanged his 82-year-old body from one of the town's Roman columns. Palmyra is famous for its Roman ruins, and the militants have reportedly already destroyed some landmarks there. The terrorists have also targeted historical sites in Iraq. They claim it's all part of an effort to stop idol worship. Tara Mahler is a former CIA military. Let's stop there because I want to move a little bit further, but the rest of that clip is in the supporter sync. Uh, the next part I want to focus on this is the splitting up Iraq part because I think that's actually what this is leading to. The other stuff is ancillary to build up the case for mm, it. To the America's top thing. Army commander, General Ray Odierno, said just yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Ray who's on the way out, not Dempsey. Dempsey's going to be with us for a while. And I thought that sounded a little weird, but yeah, it's Ray who's the one that's on the way out. That if the fight against the terrorist army does not improve, President Obama should consider putting U.S. troops on the ground to help the Iraqi forces. General Odierno is retiring. This is his last week on the job. There it is! President Obama has said time and time again that the United States will not be putting boots on the ground to fight ISIS. The United States has spent billions and billions, yea, a half trillion dollars, and teamed up with allies to launch thousands and thousands of airstrikes. But the terrorists still control large parts of Iraq and Syria, largely because the Iraqis won't fight. General Odierno has also said that Iraq may essentially need to split into multiple countries, and he is not the first to say that. It's our- now, that meme that the Iraqis won't fight, the main thing that really uh, pushed that into the mainstream was there was a, there was a battle where uh, the Iraqi guys way outnumbered the ISIS fighters, yeah. but yet the ISIS fighters were able to surround and overwhelm them. Now, the fighters said, hey, we were actually screwed by the upper management. Right, they didn't yeah. send us we the supply. It, right. yeah, it turns out that there was an investigation. And it actually was management, and it was the upper supply chain, and it Go wasn't the fighters on the ground. Out. Yeah, now I wonder why they're not covering that, because that report is out. The government itself, has, the Iraqi government itself has released that it's report. A, it's and a found convenient itself. gloss over. Yeah. It really huh. is. But yeah. yet that meme that they are unwilling to fight continues to propagate. Arguably already multiple countries. Those multiple ones in the split would draw a sharp response from Iraq's prime minister, who called the comment irresponsible. <laughs> Hello, pot. This is Kettle. 
Mike Barrett is a former defense intelligence officer. He is now director of the Center for Homeland Security and Resilience which calls itself a nonpartisan think tank that focuses on homeland security. Mike, good to see you. Now, this is so interesting because usually I'm pretty on board with Shep, and I don't know if maybe splitting up Iraq, I, I don't know if that's the right answer or not. It doesn't feel like it's our decision I to mean, make. I mean, you split up the country of Iraq, and you say go to three separate states, right, yeah. whatever. Yeah. What's to stop one state going, you know, we want more. Yeah. And What's it, to stop them from fighting each other? Right. And then yeah. us having to get involved with that. Uh, and I don't difference? even know why it's our decision. Now, I'm usually like pretty cool with Shep, That's but a good point, watch too. how on board he is with the, with, with the whole splitting up Iraq idea, so much so that that's not even the question. That's not even the, if it should be done. It's more how do we do it. That's, that's where they start the conversation. And the other thing is, is this guy, this guy just sort of jumps right in with it because Shep just hands him a softball. How you doing, Shep? Boots on the ground. That's what ISIS wants. Why not give them what they want? Give them some boots. Yeah, it's just, it's a terrible, terrible thing. I, I know General Odierno, he's a very smart guy, and he's, he's right from a military perspective, which means if you actually want this, you know, this broken, defeated Iraqi army to have success against ISIS, you're going to have to put the Americans in there to give them some backbone and to, uh, to be able to carry out the coordinated strikes. But I'm telling you, Shep, that's simply the wrong question. The right question is, should we be doing that at all? Should we be trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again? And that's really where we just have it absolutely backwards. We, we have a hard time, we have a much easier time at seems as a nation and as a warring machine it, correcting the answer than we do correcting the question. So many like you are saying, can we think of this in another way that doesn't include these antiquated and like almost mythical lines? You know, borders, the things yeah. that we fight over all the effing time. I mean, I like how when we want to split a country up, oh man, why do we care about these mythical right, lines? Exactly. But yet when Mexicans cross a mythical line, that's a really big right. deal. Yeah. So but you can't have it both ways all the time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these boundaries that we drew, you know, 100 years ago, then we called this nation state Iraq, at the time was designed actually to keep ethnic communities that didn't like each other under into one single entity. So okay, that's true. And that's actually, I mean, that's why I, that's why I'm not, I, again, I'm not totally against the, the solution for Iraq. I just, I don't feel like it's our decision to make. And his no. point here is, why would it be? Well, we were kind yeah. of, the, we, the West was sort of the people to set it up in the first place. Oh. Designed actually to keep ethnic communities that didn't like each other under, into one single entity so that they would remain weak because they'd be fighting each other. And, you know, that worked okay when you had a madman, Saddam Hussein, a strong man who was uh, there with the big hammer to force everybody into being underneath his thumb. But now that you don't have that anymore, what you have is uh, the Shia, ba you know, Iranian-backed Shias out of Baghdad trying to exert their control across the entirety of the country. And naturally, the Sunnis and the Kurds are saying, no, we're not going to accept that. That's a simplification, obviously, because if you follow if you follow his logic, then if the Sunnis just took over, they would be the new controls. They would be replacing the they would vacuum the of power that, that Saddam that, had. They would have the right. thumb. But the real right. the reality is, is I think it comes more down to Saddam's religious alignment plays a pretty critical role in why he was accepted as a leader. Right. And so, in fact, I was researching Bernie Sanders some more, and I found some pre-Iraq war clips of him saying, "If you take down Saddam," and he basically lays out exactly what's going to happen. It was, I, I should have grabbed it, but I was it was just part of an overall research thing. People have known this would be a problem since we decided to take Saddam out. In fact, we have played clips of George, or I'm sorry, of not George, of your buddy, your good friend. A good friend. Mr. Dick Cheney, who is it, who, on, uh, in fact, maybe I can pull it up really quick because we might have it, uh, we might have it available to us because uh, this is, this is, like I say, this has been predicted that we would run into this situation since uh, most of us were, uh, were barely even just uh, we kids. Here is Dick Cheney in 1994 telling us why you wouldn't take out Saddam. And uh, people, uh, you know, at the time, at the time, uh, it, was a, it was a political uh, gaffe. For President Bush, President, they thought President Bush was being weak for not going all the go all the way to Baghdad. Right, go yeah. all the way, take out Saddam. Take go all down. the way. Why right. won't you go all the way? U.S. or U.N. forces should have moved into Baghdad. No, why not? Because if we'd gone to Baghdad, we would have been all alone. There wouldn't have been anybody else with us. It would have been a U.S. occupation of Iraq. None of the Arab forces that were willing to fight with us in Kuwait were willing to invade Iraq. Uh, once you got to Iraq and took it over and took down Saddam Hussein's government, then what are you going to put in its place? That's a very volatile mm. part of the world, and, and if you take down the central government in Iraq, you can easily end up seeing pieces of Iraq fly off. Uh, part of it uh, the Syrians would like to have to the west. Uh, part of eastern Iraq uh, the Iranians would like to claim fought over for eight years. In the north, you've got the Kurds, and if the Kurds spin loose and join with the Kurds in Turkey, then you threaten the territorial integrity of Turkey. It's a, it's a quagmire if you go that far and try to take over <laughs> Iraq. The other thing was casualties. 
uh, everyone was impressed with the fact that uh, we were able to do our job with as few casualties as we had. But for the 146 Americans killed in action and for their families, it wasn't a cheap war. And the question for the president in terms of whether or not we went on to Baghdad and took additional casualties in an effort to get Saddam Hussein was how many additional dead Americans is Saddam worth? Uh, and wow. his and his calculation was? And our judgment was uh, uh-huh. not very many, and I think we got it right. Oh, well, so uh. did everybody else at the time, I guess. But now, all of a sudden, we don't get it right. Yeah. So like I say, this is something we've known about for a long time. So this guy's here kamutzing like uh, this is something new to consider, but the reality is this is the, this is the track we've been on for a right, long time. Totally. And so what you need to do is be realistic about the situation on the ground, not the situation we'd like it to have. Yeah. So if you're not talking about the boundaries as drawn 100 years ago, what would the new plan be in this sort of new in this in this in this new plan? Sure. So you're going to end up having a Kurdish region, which is extremely autonomous and has their own borders. That should be no problem. They'll welcome it. It should yeah, be fine. They, sure. Everybody gets what they want. Solves itself. No one's going to fight. It's going to be a win-win-win. They'll be able to take care of themselves. Right. That takes care of that piece. You're going to have a piece of Syria and a piece of Iraq that ends up being under Sunni domination. And and uh, I like I like how we're just. We're making decisions about Syrian territory. And we can do it in one segment. Now, that's going to be the tricky one over time because ISIS has a foothold there. And we are going to have to partner with the local Sunni tribes to go after the ISIS extremists in the Sunni part of the of of, uh, what is currently Iraq and Syria. In other words, we're going to gang up with another tribe and go kill people who live there. So that way we get them out of there. Ah, that's going to work. That's going to be the really hard part. Uh And other than that, you're going to have this remnant remnant state that's going to be essentially dominated by Iran. Uh, you know, the, the the Shia that are there in Iraq, dominated by Iran. That's exactly what Cheney said. Wow. Did he just watch the clip? <laughs> Which is the facts on the ground today as it is, Shep. That's yeah. the thing. All we're saying here is let's recognize it as it is, and then let's deal with the facts as they are, not keep trying to put the pieces back together. And, of course, now this is the only choice that left that makes sense. Somehow we've been de- we have just been pushed to this point despite our best efforts. It's either this or a 20-year war with ISIS, Chase. We have to do it. Well, we got to keep the boots moving. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to keep the big industrial military complex yeah. moving yep. because, you know, there's always money to be had. Let in me this say, thing. Chase, this is why we are Patreon-supported. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Yeah. There's a reason why no radio station you're listening to, no television station you're listening to, is doing this breakdown. They played that broadcast they of did. Dick Cheney back in 1994. They would, they damn well know that they've been talking about this for a very long time. They've been talking about it since well before 94. The reason why they don't give you the whole picture is because it's not in their best interest. Uh, but it is in the Unfilter Show's best interest because we are listener-supported over at patreon.com slash unfilter. And we could really use your support because I'm hoping to get on the road in a little bit and we're going to need some equipment to make the Unfilter Show possible from the road. That's going to be an amazing feat. Uh, right now, we're, uh, we are very, very thankful to be at 414 because we are able to afford producer Matt. That Yay. intro clip today was produced by producer Matt, yep. and uh, he worked his arse off for that. He did the editing. He did uh, incredible research on that story as it was breaking. We have an amazing amount of clips and resources in the supporter sync around that explosion. We're going to talk about it more here in just a little bit. And uh, it... It's not always obvious from the surface all the work that goes into the show behind the scenes, but uh, the support from our audience has made it sustainable. It has made a show that has a production load that I I can't even fathom every single week we pull off, and it's because of the 414 people. Not only that, but when you become an unfiltered supporter, not only are you keeping us on the air and helping us with all of that burden, but – you get access to the supporter show, which is like right. way get the more whole show. Back catalog. I mean, yeah, everything and the back, back to like, catalog. What, fifty episode fifty five. Yeah, if you ever, if you ever listen, incredible. If you ever listen, you're going, man, forty five minutes. I wish it was a little bit longer. I have a longer drive or something like that. Yeah, sometimes those forty five minute shows have two hour supporter shows attached to them. Yeah, yeah, they can be big. So big, that gets big. you going for maybe a couple days yeah. for my commute. At yeah, least. for sure. Right? Yeah, uh, and then if you kick it up to five dollars or more, you get access to all of the clips, the supporters sync, all of that stuff. Yeah, you know, I agree with uh, Tismunk too in the chat room. That definitely should be up to 420. We can yeah. get that to 420 real soon. Maybe we'll have a special edition of the Unfiltered Show when we get to that, if the, if the people want. The high, we, yeah, well, yeah. remember, it's all about driven by you guys yeah. on Patreon. And as a matter of fact, you know, we have cut back on the high notes because people are like, eh, I'm not sure. Like, it was right. we had overdone it, so now we've pulled it back and we're working in a little more. We take the, we take the supporters' feedback. You know, I also asked the supporters. You did. I was just going to bring that up. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, we asked the supporters about the supporter show. I mean, one of the things that we do in the supporter show, we put 
a lot of clips in. There's some music in there. And unfortunately, when you post that up on YouTube, what happens? And it gets flagged. It gets there's flagged. additional stuff in there. And it causes uh, sometimes a day or so of delay. Plus, there's a, just sometimes right. there's gigs and gigs of data to move around for right. the supporters. So I asked. I said, hey, are you okay with what a day want? or two delay? Or we'd rather have an audio version immediately. I said, you know what? We like the video version, and which also comes with audio. The, and they're okay with a one or two delay, and we're going to keep it up then. Yeah, the patrons. That's what they want. We'll do it. There are, there are Congress, yeah, if yeah. you will. They I mean, have voted. They, they, we listen to them. I know, I know a lot of you guys out there, you know, listen to our show. Maybe you can't afford Patreon right now, but just think about it. You help keep this show going. You help keep us on the air. You help get that number up so mm-hmm. we can keep Producer Matt happy. We can keep everybody happy. So come and support us today at patreon.com slash unfilter. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Now, Chase, I got one more ISO story to top us ISO, off on the uh, Chris. dash. Yeah. And uh, it is the use of chemical weapons. And the reason why I want to mark this oh, in the I show is about this. this could become a big, big deal. Yeah. And it could become the ground for a justification for a lot of things. So I want to make sure that we captured in this show this week. The U.S. is investigating credible reports that ISIS terrorists recently used an outlawed chemical weapon. Our Pentagon correspondent Barbara Starr is here, along with our chief national security correspondent Jim Shudo. First to you, Barbara. What are you learning? Good evening again, Pamela. CNN's entire national security team bringing this information to the Situation Room. Tonight, U.S. officials, multiple U.S. officials are telling CNN the Obama administration is investigating credible reports that ISIS in Syria and Iraq is in possession of mustard gas, a chemical weapon. What they are investigating is that the latest use of this may have been earlier this week in a town, a Kurdish town in northern Iraq. There are reports, credible reports. People there fell ill with symptoms that are very much identified with mustard gas. Uh, The belief broader than this one attack in this town in northern Iraq is that ISIS may have come into possession of mustard gas at some time before the attack earlier this week. Now, let's stop there, because here's wow. where the theories get interesting. In fact, the media itself has been cooking quite a bit of bacon. Mm. I think this is like some generic, bland, not all that tasty bacon, you, you to be mean, honest. You mean, yeah, the generic bacon that comes in a yellow label yeah. with black text yeah. that says bacon. Yeah. Uh, their, their bacon is, they got, like, there's three main theories right now. Uh, theory number one is they stole it from the ISIS, or I'm sorry, they stole it from the Assad regime, oh, from okay. his previous stash. Right. Theory number two is they cooked it up themselves, because it's not very sophisticated stuff. Oh, okay. But I would like to introduce to you, Mr. Chase, a Theory third, third conspiracy, Ooh. and I would like you to document it in the Red Book if All you right. would, please. I have the Red Book in my possession. What is this third theory, Chris? I would not, and I don't guarantee it, but I predict it is very likely that some media outlet will try, and it will likely be a right-wing media outlet, will try to link ISIS chemical weapons to a, to to the missing weapons of mass destruction. Oh, <laughs> I know. From Saddam Hussein. All right, so so the media the, is going to link somebody. Somebody. Link. It could be. It could be anybody from like a reporter to like Glenn Beck to 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 you know uh, Bill Hemmer on on Fox News. Somebody is going to suggest link or imply Iraq weapons of mass destruction. To, to the ISIS chemical weapon usage. ISIS. Because remember, the, word, the rumor was is that Saddam had chemical weapons, but we never found them. Right. So maybe, maybe ISIS terrorism have them. Mm. Yeah. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to imply it like a commentator. But, but remember, Chris, I mean, we found these, you know, suits. I mean, right? Remember when we found the suits from Iraq, you mm-hmm, know, and they, mm-hmm, to prove mm-hmm. that there was, you know, chemical mm-hmm. weapons, but they didn't really find the chemical mm-hmm. weapons? So this, you're saying that the chemical weapons went to ISIS. Yeah. Not all of them, but like, and they're and not super, and the reason, and they're not going to be super effective because they're old. Like, they'll have, they'll, it'll fill in all these reasons why they're not all that good and effective, why we don't have a lot of evidence and stuff. Well, maybe they just need to check the use-by date. You know what they need to do is check Twitter because the ISIS message on Twitter is strong, Chase. Oh, boy. As we've seen in recent days, the U.S. is stepping up its fight against ISIS in Syria wait, and wait, Iraq. time out. Is that Erica Hill? Is that Erica Hill? It totally, I thought so, too. Yes, it's Erica Hill. All right, full disclosure, you guys. Chris and I, you know, we're geeks and nerds. We watched watched a lot of tech TV, ZDTV back in the day, and she was on there. And and now we're seeing her on NBC News. Good for her. She didn't end up at Twit. It's <laughs> 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 fight against <laughs> ISIS in Syria and Iraq, but the government is also waging a more pointed battle online to counter the powerful ISIS propaganda machine aimed at recruiting Americans and others. It's a fight the U.S. has found it can't win alone, as we hear from NBC's Ayman Mahadeen. 
Authorities say all it took for Mohammed Dahlala and his wife, Jalen Young, to connect with what they thought were ISIS militants abroad was a social media account. Now, you remember the story from last week about yeah, this? Yeah, that's right. But as the Mississippi couple prepared to board a flight allegedly to join ISIS last weekend, the FBI was waiting. They are just two of the dozens of Americans and thousands around the world allegedly lured to ISIS through its slick on- the FBI. online uh, real-time propaganda. It's no longer the case that someone who's troubled needs to go find this propaganda and this motivation. This is the FBI director, James Comey. Oh, we it love buzzes him. in their pocket. This technology buzzes in their pocket. You no longer, this is his core message. This is why Twitter is so dangerous. You no longer have to go seek out the message. If you are a troubled person, you no longer have to go find the inspiration. This propaganda and this motivation, it buzzes in their pocket. So there is a device, almost a devil on their shoulder all day long saying, kill, 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 kill. That's the director of the FBI. That's the director of the FBI. And that's why he needs backdoor access to your devices. Because that devil in your pocket. All day long saying... Kill, 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 kill. On the battlefield online, the U.S. is now fighting an uphill war against ISIS with tweets and hashtags that promote tolerance and moderation. You know what's funny is our, our accounts, like the Think Again, Turn Away account, is how, is, which we spend millions of dollars to operate, uh, 22,000 followers. That one account outnumbers all of the ISIS accounts right. within followers, just the one U.S. propaganda account. A positive alternative to the lethal ISIS message. Lethal! Last month, the U.S. government and the United Arab Emirates launched the Sawab Center, an initiative trying to counter ISIS's plans to not only direct attacks, but to inspire them. What has been the biggest challenge in, in waging this yes. battle for ideas? One of the biggest challenges is mobilizing these credible voices, these real voices in the Muslim world. It's not just governments taking the lead. On the walls of privately owned Affinis Labs in Virginia, a reminder of what's at stake. The vast majority of Muslims in America are very well adjusted, but there's still an, an idea of, do I belong here? Um, is my identity respected and, and, and appreciated? And we believe that there's a space for companies to address that need. And make and money. And we see Muslim entrepreneurs mm-hmm. all over the place trying to do that. Here, they are investing in and developing apps that help young Muslims grapple with issues like identity and religion. One of the startups Affinis supports is a crowdfunding site called Launch Good, which funds businesses and humanitarian projects developed mm-hmm. by Muslims. Mm-hmm. It's they founder, take a cut of that money? Mm-hmm. Is this an ad? Chris Blow. This is straight-up propaganda. Is what yeah, this is. it is. Well, converted to Islam at 16 and understands the lure of groups like ISIS. What this is doing is it's trying to show you how technology and Twitter are relevant in the fight against ISIS because they don't actually matter. They don't matter at all, but they are so great for use for propaganda, and they're in your face, and everybody knows about them. Yeah. And so it's such a great fertile ground to build such a strong narrative around. And so because it doesn't actually matter, and there's no way to prove any of this Twitter stuff— It's actually the perfect thing to build everything around because you don't have to worry about facts. If we can show our youth how to engage communities uh, and engage the world around them in a healthy, productive, positive way, we can counter the effects of ISIS and and their ability to, to steal our youth away. To me, those people are the answer. Young Muslim social media entrepreneurs, I'd put my money on them rather than anybody else. Young American Muslims may prove to be the U.S.'s best weapon against ISIS online. $10 says that there's a PR company behind the part of this. $10. Oh, easy. Ayman Mohideen, NBC News, Washington. Yeah, so, all right. That is uh, the U.S.'s plan to fight the lethal message against ISIS. ISIL. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, And then a little Iran update, if we will, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, You know, we've been trying to figure out what's so bad about the Iran deal. What's so bad about the Iran deal? Well, we've been talking about it for weeks now. We're trying to think, all right, is is it better to have a deal in place or have no deal in place at all? Right. Now, we're getting into the details of the deal now, and... I wanted to ask you if you think maybe this is a bad idea. But first, top Republican lawmakers blasting a stunning new report that claims the U.S. signed off on a nuclear deal that allows Iran to basically protect and inspect its own sites and then get back to us on what they find. Speaker Boehner says the Obama administration has a lot of explaining to do on this front. Quote, Why haven't these secret side agreements been provided to Congress and to the American people for review? Why should Iran be trusted to carry out their own nuclear inspections at a military site that it has tried to hide from the world? 
You know, I like how they have like a 15 year old picture of Boner that there. That looks so, really bad. And they've like they've like they've upped the brightness on his eyes so they glow there. It doesn't have any of the yellowness in them. Uh, so what do you That's so, terrible. But do you disagree? The, I kind of agree. I don't. Yeah, I actually kind of agree. It does um, seem like a that does seem like a bad idea. It's like saying we're going to handle our own internal security. Oh, we're fine. We're but good. But then again, like who knows their own logistics better than their own people? Yeah, but all right, fine. Then they can take one of our inspectors along for the ride. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear more, but that does seem like a bad idea. That seems very bad. So, uh, you know what else is a, a bad idea? What's that? In the middle of all this hoopla about the Iran deal, mm-hmm. it probably if I was if I was running things over in Iran, I probably be, wouldn't wouldn't be making air defense deals with Putin right now. Uh, hmm. Well, Iran could soon get its hands on a top of the line missile system, one that can apparently track down and shoot down aircraft and intercept air strikes anywhere near its borders. And the missiles come from Russia. What? A Pentagon spokesman tells Fox News that defense officials are concerned about this possible sale. According to the reporting of the Reuters news agency, Iranian officials are planning to sign a contract uh, next week for several Russian-made missile systems. Actually, the number is four. So uh, do you have any guesses who you think they're defending against? Mm. Israel, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally got to be yeah. Israel. Because Israel is the only one that's going to go cray. Like, we're gonna, the deal's going to happen. The deal is going to go through here in the U.S. It's not going to be a big deal for us, but Israel is not going to be happy about that. No, they're not. Yeah, but the the message is not so good. They've already been pushing that out there for weeks now, ever since the deal was even starting to be negotiated. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, so I want to talk about uh, this this crazy, crazy explosion uh, that happened uh, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit after we got off air. Tianjin is it? It was Tianjin, I think, actually. Really? I, I thought it was a suburb of Beijing. I that might be. There. I, yeah. I do not know my China landscape very well. Yeah. But uh, this this explosion, uh, there's been a lot of really kind of interesting back and forths uh, on the uh, on the on like uh, who caused the explosion, you know, all that kind of stuff. Have you have you followed any of this? I, I only heard about the initial uh, you know explosion, and that's about it. I haven't heard about the details involved. Well, so it was kind of interesting at first. The government was like, "Oh yeah, only 15 people are dead." Which it's now up to a hundred, and a lot more are injured. And wow. it, so they're being pretty secretive about what was here. But these were shipping crates, and according to government records that we've been able to dig up, and we have this in the sh- uh, supporter sink. According to the government records that we're able to dig up, uh, this place was registered with the government as having highly dangerous chemicals in it. And so after the explosion, the air was just covered in smoke for days because it continued on. In fact, there were several explosions a day later uh, that just kicked up a whole bunch of nasty. Nasty stuff up into the air, and wow. uh, of course uh, we have that clip in the supporter sync too of the uh, that we opened with. Uh, in fact, we have a, we have another version too that uh, has been slightly more stabilized. Um, and I'm going to warn you, there is swearing in this clip. But I'm going to turn up the audio because it's it is relevant, and uh, it's it's about a it's about a minute long or so. I'm going to play the whole thing, or it's less than a minute, so the swearing should be over in less than a minute. I think that might be a gas station or something. Fuck yeah, it's a gas. Whoa! Whoa! Oh. In the middle of a city like that, dude. Yeah, I know. That's so scary. No, baby. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, the first explosion was a gas station. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Are you filming? Yes, I'm filming. That's so real for them. Some amazing stabilization work. Let's go. Let's go down. Let's go. Come on. Oh shit. Holy shit. No fucking way. Then he goes out the window again to look again. Look at that other building there is burning. Wow. And if you uh, if you go in the supporter sink and you rewatch those clips, you'll see the uh, convection effect or whatever you call it from the the fire consuming all the air. Yeah. And that guy's out on the porch. It actually sucks things off his porch. And if you watch the clips closely, you actually see you can things, see things flying, flying out towards there. the fire from his porch. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was a uh, pretty massive. And of course, after that huge explosion, the uh, public was pretty upset. 
An update on this now. The death toll rising in China a week after massive explosions rocked a port city. Fires still burning there. 114 people killed. 70 others are still missing in the wreckage. Benjamin Hall is live with the latest on this. So what can you tell us today, Benjamin? Hi, Martha. Well, residents of that city of Tianjin have been venting their anger at what they see as gross negligence of the port authorities following that explosion. As you say, 114 people have already died, 700 remain in hospital, and 70 missing, most of whom are firemen. The threat of chemical contamination... Now, the firemen were on the scene. In fact, it's believed potentially that the firemen might have contributed to the explosion, so they really took the brunt of the hit. ...remains wow. high, and many residents are refusing to return to their homes, claiming groundwater could be contaminated, and that they were now living near a ticking time bomb. As the wind direction changed over the weekend, authorities began evacuating more locals. In all, 6,000 people have now been displaced and 17,000 homes damaged, as insurance companies say the damage could run into the billions. What is known so far is that a fire started in a warehouse which contained 700 tons of sodium cyanide, a highly combustible substance which explodes on exposure to water. This is far more than is legally allowed to be held, and it's unknown whether or not it had been registered. Firefighters responding to the initial alert were unaware that the warehouse contained this chemical, <laughs> and so it sadly seems Why? as if their response may have caused the fatal blast. It's now also believed that the warehouses were built illegally, too close to worker accommodation, highways and other residences, being only 1,600 feet mm -hmm. from local buildings, mm -hmm. half the allowed distance. Martha? All right. So what's the Chinese government wow. doing about it, Benjamin? Well, uh, so far, the Chinese government have put in place lots of restrictions on workplace security, and they're doing a wide overhaul of that. Yeah, but we'll follow yeah. it some more, but just pretty intense Incredible. stuff. And uh, it was crazy to see that uh, unfold as it was happening. Just yeah. such a, yeah, just really nuts. I mean, you uh, just don't see something like that, and that's just amazing. Yeah, and how real is there, you know, and, and now we live in a time where we get to capture some of those things in a way we never would have seen before. Hey, yeah. you know, we have talked about uh, Hump, <laughs> we've talked about Trump, we've talked about basically a lot of the candidates, but we really haven't talked much about Bernie. And I think the audience has kind of noticed a little bit. And so I wanted to play a little bit of a Bernie clip, and we'll just call it when we want to call it. Okay. But I don't know how stages this is or not. Now, the word on the street is is that Bernie's walking out of a, of a convention that he just did. And he walks out, and he's, in, he's at a school, at a college, and he goes out into, like, the uh, doorway, and the media is there, and they kind of jump on him, and somebody has a cell phone camera, and he just kind of starts answering questions on the fly. Okay. So it doesn't seem scripted to me. It seems pretty honest. And I just wanted to play uh, some of it to give him a little airtime in the Unfiltered show. Sure. Because, uh, you know, my suspicion is is uh, after the summer, uh, we won't be seeing much of Bernie. No, I'm kidding. Oh, but, don't say that. Yeah, but by next summer, we won't be seeing much of Bernie. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Um, you, uh, in your speech uh, tonight, you said you won't um, criticize or attack Hillary Clinton, certainly. But you did seem to draw some implicit contrast when you said uh, you don't take money from super PACs and you vote against the Iraq war. So what I said is that corporate media talks about all kinds of issues except the most important issues. Okay? And time after time, I'm being asked to criticize Hillary Clinton. That's the sport that you guys like. The reason this campaign is doing well, because we're talking about the issues that impact the American people. I've known Hillary Clinton for 25 years. I like her. I respect her. I disagree with her on a number of issues. No great secret. I, I oppose the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Okay? I want to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Doesn't she? No. Not to the best of my knowledge, no. I believe I am opposed to uh, the Keystone Pipeline. Okay, I voted against the war in Iraq. I voted against the USA Patriot. These are differences of opinions that we will discuss. But the issue that I want to be talking about is the collapse of the American middle class. You guys going to write about that? Yes. Yes. Is that an important issue? Yes. The need for to create millions of decent paying jobs. The obscenity of the kind of level of income and wealth inequality that we have today. The reason our campaign is doing well is because people are responding to those issues. So I am not going to get into the game of sitting around attacking Hillary Clinton. We disagree. We're going to have, if I have anything to say about it, a respectful and intelligent debate. Now, the rest of the clip, uh, which is about another four minutes long, just gets deeper and deeper and right. deeper. Interested? What do you think? Well, he brings up you know good talking points, but some of the talking points bother me a little bit. 
All right, you want to throw out a nationwide minimum wage. And I agree that the nationwide federal minimum wage needs to be raised. It's way too low. It's, what is it, 725, whatever. the It's ridiculous number. You raise the 15, you're going to get companies out there that automatically going to think, well, I just need to adjust and raise the cost and price of my, my stuff. A, a, a great mm-hmm. example is a local company, Ivers, down in mm-hmm. Seattle. They mm-hmm. make great cra- uh, clam chowder. They mm-hmm. have restaurants. <laughs> what, what they did is they immediately raised the minimum wage of all right. their workers to 15, okay? However, they also raised the prices of their food by about 10%, and they stopped taking tips, okay? So companies will just always adjust they the They stop num- taking tips? No tips. I would eat there. I mean, I'm not, I hate, I mean, I just, and I'm sorry to those of you who live off tips, but I just hate tipping because right. I don't ever feel, I always feel awkward and because I'm ob- obliged to do it. I'd rather we just pay them right. a wage to survive. But the reason why I bring up that point is the fact that companies will still find a way because yes, they always right. want to pay their, their CEOs $45 million right. yeah. a year, whatever the cost, and adjust the prices. And then what you're going to have is just overall inflation. And that's what I'm just kind of worried about here. Yeah. That all right? Yeah. yeah, you can pay all these people fifteen dollars an hour. You know, it's you're, funny. You're just sliding the scale. You know, it's funny. The Federal Reserve actually would like inflation to tick up a little bit. R- yeah, we're below their estimates, and in fact, if it doesn't tick up a little bit, they're going to have to see, resume quantitative easing. See, more, what, what, more aggressively. what the discussion needs to be about is not necessarily the wages. It, well, the wages, yes, but what I mean is like the overall, you know, raises for just normal everyday workers that are working in their jobs. You know, they're not being yeah. adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the big inherent problem. But this, no one no one talks so about. So you're it. not a Sanders guy. You're not a Sanders guy and this is why you should probably go for Hill Dog. No. She's got uh, so no. do, do you remember what I said last week when uh, we covered the story that she was handing her server over to the FBI? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I you remember you remember the uh, the issue I had with with handing over Hillary Clinton's server? Do you remember by chance? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the, there's lots of issues with this. Perhaps the fact that it's well known that she formatted the drives. So right. she's going to be handing over a blank server. I don't know what the hell they expected. Getting exciting. Things really starting to heat up. More questions now surrounding Hillary Clinton's conduct over her email server, the IT company she hired to maintain it, handing it over blank to the FBI after keeping it in a private data center in New Jersey since 2013. That's right. Hillary, if you got nothing to hide, why are you wiping the server before you're passing it back to the FBI? Boy, look at that shot. That's a good shot for Hill Dog there. Very stoked. I got to say. It's kind of turning me on a little bit. A private data center in New Jersey since 2013. But it's all just a joke to Hillary Clinton. It's not about Benghazi. It's not about emails or servers either. I know that people across the country are following us on social media as well. That's right. Yeah. By the way, you may have seen that I recently launched a Snapchat account. I love it. I love it. Those messages disappear all by themselves. <laughs> look at her. Look at that look. <laughs> how? Wait. All right, Chris. What? How can? All right. We haven't talked about who we're voting for yet. Oh well, because how can I you? But, at this but, point, I mean, but how could you? How could anybody like willingly go? Yeah, I, I'm on board with this. Yeah, that is. I so am cr- so behind her all the way. You know 100%. what? One hundred percent. Because you know what it is. You know what? You know why? why? You know why? You, you don't see it this way, but her constituency is going to see this as actually being presidential because she's above it all. She's so above. It doesn't matter what above they sling all, at her. Above the and ball. you know what? The fact that she's been you want she's your been president to be and above lying it all. and Benghazi. Come on. Account. I love it. I love it. Those messages disappear all by themselves. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Way Ow. to go, Hill Dog. Way to go. I love it. She's got it down. Yeah, so uh, anyways, she handed over a blank server, Chase. A blank frickin' server. And you know what? The CIA is hopping mad, and I have a, I have a theory why. Okay. It's not what they say. Some new details now from the Associated Press on Hillary Clinton's emails. Two of the emails include a discussion of a U.S. drone operation and a separate conversation that could point back to highly classified material in an improper manner, the Uh-oh. way it was handled. John Schindler is a security consultant. Now check this guy out. Now this guy, uh, he's a, he works. Uh, he's a security consultant for 
oh, I don't know, the CIA. And former <laughs> National Security Agency counterintelligence officer. He also had the highest possible security clearance, he tells us. That's what they told him. They call that it you- super duper. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you say you have the highest clarity clearance, then you didn't have the highest clarity clearance. Because you can't say that you yeah, have the highest exactly. clearance. can have in the U.S. government. It's great to have you here. I... I know that you being part of the intelligence community must have a feel for how that community feels about this issue. Can you share it? Sure can. Yeah, first, great to be here. I think the intelligence community is uh, pretty hopping mad at this point, to be honest with you. This has become a very painful issue. The intelligence community, by its nature, is sensitive about unauthorized disclosures. This comes on the backs of Manning, Snowden, so many compromises during this during the Obama administrations. Uh, Timing is bad, and there's a real will here to, that something seriously be done about this. A will on whose part? The CIA. And you know what he says? That you know they uh, they say they're upset because of the drone leaks. I'll tell you what they're really right. upset about. Yeah. What they're really upset about is the fact that Benghazi won't go away as long as these email leaks stay out there. And ev- the longer nope. the Benghazi story stays in the news, the more and more people are asking what that CIA annex was doing and what those guns were doing to, and where they where they've all gone. And that's why the CIA is pissed. Is because until this story goes away, people are going to be talking about that. And when people. Start Start asking those questions. That's real uncomfortable, and yep. that's why the CIA and intelligence agencies are angry. Keep going, about this. keep at it. Uh, all right, so uh, I so love you still, this. So you still think she's going to win? Yeah, oh, a bit more than ever now. Because now no she's like, way. now even though we all knew ahead of time she wiped, now she's like, nah, dog, I didn't wipe. Nothing. Good morning, everybody. Fox News alert now on Hillary Clinton facing tough <laughs> questions in a tense news conference. <laughs> But standing firm, denying any wrongdoing in the email scandal that's rocked her campaign and shows no... I like that look. I got to hold on. Just the body language. Like, that look that when she walks up is like, who the F is taking my drink? Like, why? Oh, actually, she looks kind of nice right there, doesn't she? Actually, I take that back. She looked like a really nice grandma, actually. (laughs) No, I just want to give her a kiss on the (laughs) forehead. It was an intense news conference. But standing firm, denying any wrongdoing in the email scandal that's rocked her campaign and shows no signs of dying down anytime soon. There's a new wrinkle every day. Good morning, as we say. Good morning here inside of America's newsroom. I'm we'll say good morning twice because we're happy that. to be here. Right good morning, good Bill. Day. Good morning, everybody. Wow. They, you know, he, we have been watching him since we started this show and yeah. he has not gotten any better at all he is still the most awkward goofball on the morning shows and look at her look at look at martha martha is sick of it that is a face of somebody who's sick God, of it i wish i was working with somebody more professional i wish this guy wasn't such an idiot he's an got bad suit. breath and he doesn't know how to brush you know what they have to they have to get the good lookers for the men too i guess or, I, I just i just let's let's watch that again because that was, uh, that the, was the, the awkward transition he's so he's so and by the way body language is everything in news and in television and he's got his arms folded that you they, don't do that. They don't like each other. And he's so bumpy smooth. He's like a smooth bump. He's like he's like chunky peanut butter. And there's a new wrinkle every day. Good morning, as we say. Good morning here inside of America's newsroom. I'm we'll Bill say Hammer. good morning twice because we're happy to be here. Right good morning, good Bill. Day. Good morning, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum. So our own Ed Henry confronted Hillary Clinton about the private server and the potentially classified information that has now been found in more than 300 email messages. During a town hall meeting in Las Vegas yesterday, that exchange got a little bit heated. Watch for yourself. Secretary Clinton, you're playing this on the process and saying this is just the way it goes. Is it leadership about taking responsibility? Well, I do take, look, and I take responsibility. Look, and I just told uh, Jeff, um, in retrospect, this didn't turn out to be convenient at all. And oh, I yeah, I should have done this. a better job. I, I should have covered it, covered my tracks <laughs> yeah, better. No, no, you remember, you remember the whole reason why she had, why she did is because it was more convenient. Remember that right, was her excuse? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not convenient at all. I love this. such a good line. Respect, this didn't turn out to be convenient at all. And I regret that this has become such a, a cause celebra. But that does- God, if she becomes president, it is going to give us so much to talk about. Because it's going to be controversy after controversy. I just, oh, I'm so excited. And I regret that this has become such a, a cause celebra. But that does not change the facts. And no matter what anybody tries yeah, to say, facts? the facts are stubborn. So you're saying that the FBI believes that you tried to wipe the entire server. Did you try to wipe the entire so that there'd be no email? <laughs> I, I sent Chris... A gif of that. That 
that shrug. Look at that look. That look is Hillary oh. Hillary knows who Ed Henry is, and she's looking at Ed from ABC. ABC is tight with the Obama Why administration. Why are you asking me this question, and Look at that Ed. look. Look at that Ed, look. you know better for asking me that question. Now, that shrug is worth downloading episode 155 in HD right there. That's the best shrug we've ever seen in the Unfiltered show, going down in history as the Hillary shrug. Wipe the entire server. Did you try to wipe the entire, so that there'd be no email, no personal, no official, wipe the whole thing? Well, my personal emails are my personal business. I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. So you were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the server? What, like with a cloth or something? Oh, no. God, you know Hillary. Really? I don't know how it works digitally at all. I do not have any. You did not try. Ed, I know you want to make a point, and I can just repeat what I have said. Thank you all very much. The patient with this issue isn't going to go away for the remainder of your campaign. Nobody talks to me about it. Yeah, that mo- wow, so what do you think? What do you think? Is it is it going to be a sticky problem? You do not want to piss off the press. You piss off the press, they're going to be on you like flies on, you know what I mean? I'll tell you the one thing that I don't like about it. New questions about whether or not Hillary Clinton is getting special treatment <laughs> in the email scandal. Back in May, a former CIA officer convicted of leaking classified information, also convicted of obstructing justice because... One email was missing from his account. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Harris live on that out of Washington. And Catherine, Catherine. what is this story all about? Yeah, please. Well, Bill, good morning. Former CIA officer Jeffrey Sterling was sentenced to three and a half years in a federal prison for leaking classified information to a New York Times reporter. And he was also prosecuted for obstructing justice in that case. The jury found Sterling guilty and the obstruction charge related to a single email that was missing from his account, even though the government could never show Sterling had deliberately deleted it. <laughs> Contrast that with Mrs. Clinton, who publicly confirmed in March. Or David Petraeus. She personally destroyed thousands of emails on purpose. Equal justice under the law is supposed to mean something in this country. And if uh, these laws are going to be applied, they should be applied uniformly. I've, I've always maintained that Sterling was innocent uh, and shouldn't have been charged in the first place. Uh, but, you know, deleting 30,000 emails is uh, numerically a lot worse than one. National Security Defense Attorney Mark Zaid also confirmed to Fox News that when he represented Sterling, he was told that if his office failed to return classified documents, they would automatically lose their security clearance. And Zaid said that this is a different standard to the standard that Mrs. Uh, Clinton's personal attorney, David Kendall, is being held to right now. So, yeah, the, the double standard aspect of this has been bothering oh, me it's, since day it's one. Huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, going through this, going through this, there's so many other, uh, there's so many other clips here to go through. Um, but uh, I wanted to get to the uh, Ask Chase segment. So are, are you ready, buddy? All right. Are well, one one thing I want to know before we get to Ask Chase, uh, Chase, and that is, as I said before, Chris, Don't as look I the said, Don't I'm look not the looking. Screen. I can't see that from here. I said before many times, Chris, and you you disagreed with me on this that you said the email thing would blow over, mm. that would not be a point, mm. and here we are in, near the end of August. And we're still, we're yeah. still talking about I think about it's going it. to be in February or so. You think February will finally go away? It won't go away. I think, because it depends. I think it depends on... Because this will come up in the debates. This will come up. Yeah, you're right. This will happen. And it, it, it's going to be a killer for her because everyone's going to see how she evades. She needs to take ownership of it immediately. There's a possibility this could go all the way to the debates. There's also a possibility, though, but from a year from now, we can completely forget about it. I no. know it seems impossible. I don't but. see that because... Emails are something that you and I yeah. and every single American can personally identify with. Yeah. And since they can personally identify with and they know exactly how the system works generally, this is not going to go away. Yeah, and she plus needs it all, it all came, down to a bad, it came down to a bad personal decision, which right. then somebody could say, well, how come we don't know you won't make a bad decision when you're in office? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, the, the, Hillary, you don't think Hillary's getting away from this? Oh, no, huh? no way. No way. No way. You're starting to convince me. Yeah. You're starting to convince me. So ask Chase. All right, Chase. Are you ready? See if you can determine what this is without looking at my screen. You can look at the playback monitor. All right. I'm I'm watching playback. What are we witnessing in this clip on the Unfiltered Show? All right. Get ready. Here we go. go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm watching. All right. Obviously, we're looking at a uh, a capsule uh, that goes deep into the ocean. I, I'd say this is uh, going to check out some sort of uh, deep dive sea. Uh, sea ra- oh, wait, that's Putin. 
No, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chase, that was good. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. There we go. There it is. There's the right one. I got so excited, did, I fired did, off the wrong thing. Did, wait, did, did you see my, my happiness yeah. turn yes, to yes. sadness? Oh, wait. That's I'm just like, oh, it's poop. <laughs> yeah, so this is a photo op. This is an underwater vehicle oh. down out there uh, in a very, very important part of the world. And Putin, now, this is my favorite part is when he comes back up, they, uh, they spin the boat around and he poses for a photo opportunity uh it's just uh this is i wish we had obama out there doing stuff like this this is this is class actor wait Here. obama played golf yeah that's what he was doing this week putin was putin was in a tiny submarine going down to the bottom of the ocean look at that come on look at him pretending like he's an undersea explorer taking notes on stuff and then he comes back up and as it comes above they turn the capsule around so that way he can get pictures that that's actually pretty cool that's great isn't it and, and later on that day, he goes and fights a bear. Russia wins. <laughs> so you got it. So you got it pretty quick. Although I think uh, I think you got it only a mere moments before the chat room got it. Only mere moments. Before. I, I was I was going to say that. I mean, I got disappointed. I was just, oh, it's poop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought this was like some going to be some sort of bomber. You know, Paul Allen going to the shipwreck, yeah. and he pulls up some sort of no. I am with I'm with uh, Jordan in the chat room though the fake notes are definitely my favorite part. Well, it looked like a photo album. Yeah, it, it was did. like it was like pulling yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 totally yeah, did. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, Mr. Chase, all right. So uh, that brings us to the end. Now, uh, if you're sitting here thinking to yourself, "Man, I'd love some more unfilter oh. show," go check out the supporter show. If you become a patron today, you get access to the entire back catalog, and you can pull down this episode and get all the goodies. Now, there is a great free way that you can get involved in the community without becoming a patron. That's say, right. Say you can't afford to. That's okay. Head over to unfiltered.reddit. .com. That is the place where you can jump in the conversation, submit stories into the show. I know producer Matt looks at this subreddit to get things for the show. Hey, so does Chris and Chase. Well, I know. But he doesn't get all the credit. Why not? Fair enough. He gets a fair amount, though. But He's look at this top star story job. in the past 24 hours, Jeb Bush coming out against encryption. Oh, yes. yes, I'm going to put that in the show notes as yes. well. Jeb Bush comes out against encryption. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, there's an interesting discussion in there regarding uh, a study in Washington about uh, fatal crashes uh, after uh, marijuana went, uh, went legal in Washington. Oh. But the science, not so oh. solid. So that's in okay. there, too. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Yeah, and a big shout-out to producer Matt for that intro clip. That's his first Huge. produced intro clip in the show, and it was rocking. It was solid. Big. Uh, Chase, if people want to find you throughout the week, where do they go? They can head over to my Twitter page, what, at, what, 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 and it's my name, at Nunes, and that's spelled N-U-N-E-S. I, I, you know, I tweet out things, hidden pictures of work and technology and things like that. Now, I, you know, I do something called follow people where, mm. you know, I can see stories from, say, CNN or Como News, but I also follow you, Chris, because you're on the Twitter, I'll too. T- I'll give you a story. Twitter.com slash Chris LAS. I got another story for you. Twitter.com slash Jupiter Signal. First one is my personal one. Second one's the network one. Gets the business done. Chase, you do any podcasts? I do. You can head over to geekgamer.tv where... This Sunday, if you're done, uh, after you're done listening to the uh, Linux Action Show and Faux Show, come on over to Geek Gamer TV yeah. because we've got Minecraft Me and the return of Geek Gamer Show. Damn, I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget, if you don't know where the Unfilter Show's got, check the calendar, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar, and you can always join us live over jblive.tv. We'd love to have you. Just get that local time at the calendar and then hang over or head over and hang out in our chat room. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. Don't forget to drink plenty of water, Mm. and we'll see you right back here next next week. week.